Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to the 15th episode of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. Today we're talking with my friend Jennifer Gardner, who is an email marketing and funnels expert and owner of Rome Howell Creative Agency. Today we dive into the juicy world of email marketing and why every e-commerce and subscription box business needs to be using it. Emails are one of the most misunderstood yet incredibly powerful platforms where when done correctly, you can make loads of money while you sleep. Jennifer shares incredible insight, sharing details about why every e-commerce business needs to be using email, how to create powerful automations the number one email every business needs to be sending, and how incorporating storytelling will lead to massive sales. Jennifer is an entrepreneur, storyteller, and lawyer who has owned her own law firm and multiple other businesses for 20 plus years in LA. She has studied directly with seven-figure online marketers, copywriters, and social media influencers to learn their secrets. She then took what she learned and exploded her business using a simple lead generation system, email, and a few iPhone videos, powerful messaging, and $75,000 later, a freebie in iPhone videos that generated her so much money. She now teaches established business owners and budding entrepreneurs looking to join the digital economy, what to say to get clients using social media, email, and videos, and helps them create the systems and ads they need to grow their businesses with ease. Jennifer and I first met from a Facebook group, actually an Amy Porterfield Facebook group. She downloaded one of my freebies and that led to working together a little bit, a friendship. We're in a mastermind together. She is amazing and I am so excited she is here sharing so much amazing information that I cannot wait for you to listen to. So grab your coffee, grab your wine. This is going to be an amazing one. Well, welcome, Jennifer. We are so excited to have you on the podcast today. So thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here and I'm always happy to have a conversation with you. And um, the podcast is just like one more excuse. Yay. I agree. So for, for anyone listening, Jennifer and I are currently in a mastermind together. It is a really great mastermind, but we connected some point early on in this 2020. My God, I'm saying this year we connected in early 2020. I think you had downloaded one of my Pinterest freebies and you somehow found it in one of the Facebook groups that we were in. I think it's the Amy Porterfield, um, Facebook group. So I think that's how we first connected which is, which is funny. So it's been, I think almost a year now, which is, which is cool. 
So do you want to just talk a little bit about, you know, um, who you are, like what your business is, how you help people and, you know, anything really? Yeah. So um, I am my my professional background is I'm an attorney. Um, I'm also like a multi-passionate person. So I'm kind of an unusual attorney. I've, I've had an art career. I've emerged as an artist. I have dabbled in um, real estate business. I have had an internet startup 12 years ago. And now I am also officially like, I guess I'm, I'm like a real internet marketer because I do that like most of the time these days. So, um, and basically what I do is I help all kinds of business owners and people who are looking to join the digital economy um, by teaching them what to say in their emails and their videos and their social media posts and even in their ads so that they get clients and build businesses online. And then I also teach them about how to create systems so that they can scale that business. And I actually build the systems for them too. Wow, that's amazing. That sounds like something that most businesses really, really need and probably are not utilizing. I know for, I can say for a fact, most of the clients or students that I work with, they have no concept of email marketing and like what it means, the power behind it, how you grow an email list. So I love when people are not only just really passionate about those two things, but also have like actually do that to help people for their business. I think it's such a, there's such a need for it. And I think in general, email marketing and list building are very, very misunderstood. So, oh yeah, misunderstood and underutilized. And I absolutely love email marketing. When I first started studying it and implementing what I was learning, and I actually got the responses from my readers. Um, to this day, I still get like the biggest dopamine hit. Seriously. Like I love to send emails and I love it when people respond almost more than when I make a post online, like on social media, and then I get a response. There's something about sending an email to a subscriber who's sort of nameless and faceless and then establishing a human connection and a relationship out of that. I absolutely love it. So yes, I completely agree on the connection of of all those things. It's it's just amazing and it's so powerful what email, you know, email marketing can can really do for your business. So I love that. So Jennifer, what's your favorite if you could name one thing just because I'm also a fellow email marketer, like I love it. I think I'm very passionate about the results that you can get. What's your favorite part of of email marketing or list building if you have one favorite thing? Oh my goodness. That's such a good question. Well, <laughs> let me, let me just say like, I'm, I'm kind of introverted and, but yet I do crave like deep human connection. And I feel like email is the best way to, to have relationships, form relationships, develop relationships with people that can lead to like friendships like ours or business relationships and even our friendship has created business between the two of us, right? So I would say it's email for that reason, because of its potential to really build relationships with your readers. I love that. And in terms of for, so a lot of my audience have, you know, subscription box businesses or e-commerce businesses. How do you feel that email can help them drive sales? I think email marketing can do, you know, multiple things. You can leverage it 
to drive sales, but you can also leverage it to grow your email list where, where you then nurture your audience and, you know, you develop that like, know, and trust, and then they buy from you. So what are your thoughts on just in general, like how a product-based business can really um, make the most of email marketing? Well, I mean, I think that let me, let's, let's just start with the premise of most entrepreneurs who are new to the business world really don't have any idea of what a huge business e-commerce is and how it's fueled primarily by email. I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar industry and the best emails are the ones where they have the most personality of the sender or the business or the brand in the email and they're story centric. So I'm, I think I may have strayed from your question, but, um, basically I just think email is so incredibly powerful, especially for product based businesses, because I think that when people know who the person is, the human behind the brand, behind the product, it takes on a whole new dimension. And that dimension is so incredibly powerful. Yeah, I agree. No, completely. And I also think that when, you know, businesses are sending those emails, that they really have, it's it's a one-on-one -on -one relationship. It's not social media. They're not posting to some like cyberspace. They really are sending a, a human an email. And so the more that the brand can, can really portray themselves as an actual human, not a robot, you know, not as an Amazon company, not a, a huge corporation, but bringing those small details and, you know, whether it's like behind the scenes of a business and, you know, or sending some emails on like who the founder of the business is, why they launched the business, like what their story is. I do think it it makes such a such a big difference. And you know, in the end, when a small business is trying to differentiate themselves from you know like an Amazon. I mean, let's face it, Amazon is always the elephant in the room because everyone shops from there, and we all like love to hate on Amazon, but they they're they're amazing for tons of reasons. But I think as a small business, like what's important for them to to do is like, you have to differentiate yourself from, from a non Amazon. And how do you do that? You make your customers or potential customers see you as an actual person behind the business. You know what I mean? Oh, completely know what you mean. That's exactly right. And there's so many different ways that we can do that through our content. It's all about the type of content that we share and the topic and the themes and the stories that we tell. and and my favorite like piece of advice is to speak to your reader or write to your reader as if you were speaking. Like make it informal. Hmm. I like that. That's such yeah. a good point though. And I do see so many people that they really I feel like they try to make their emails super casual and um yeah, that's something that I haven't probably need to incorporate a little bit more into some of my clients' emails that I help them with. But I do like that idea of writing an email as if you're just speaking to them and, you know, kind of keeping it a bit casual. Yeah. In fact, this morning I was struck by inspiration and I have to email my list today and I have to announce to them about an upcoming workshop that I have. And, um, but I had all these other ideas that I felt like I really wanted to share. And so what I did was I spoke 
what I wanted to say into an app that I use on my phone. And I have a few different ones, but my favorite one that I'm using right now is the Bear app. And I spoke the email into the Bear app. And in five minutes of speaking, I had like a 500 word email that I then right before you and I jumped on this, on this, um, podcast interview, I was editing and I'm going to send to my list and it's basically written like I speak. So I'll go back and I'll clean up the language just to make sure that it's grammatically correct, but I keep the, the me speaking piece of it, right? Cause I want my personality to show through. And, um, and yeah, that's pretty much my process for, for emailing. I, I will speak it and then I'll go back and I'll clean it up. And then it sounds like me. And I mean, there's a bunch of other tricks that I use for how to structure the emails and how to format them, which I teach my clients. But, um, but that's basically it. That's amazing. And I, I want to know more about this app. <laughs> I'm like, I need this app. What is, did you say it's called bear, like B-E-A-R or is it like B-A-R-E? No, bear, like you said, B-E-A-R. Yeah, it's really cute. It has the head of a bear and a re- it's a white head and a red background. It's really cute. I love that. And um, what I really like about this app is that you can tag things using hashtags according to how you categorize the content. So for example, um, I'm going to categorize this as like email, like hashtag email. And then if I'm ever going through my app and I want to search just for emails that I've written or dictated into the app, it's there. You, you know, I have other content that I've created that I like hashtag course or hashtag blog or hashtag idea for social media post. right? So if I'm ever struggling to come up with an idea, I can just search by that hashtag and then all my ideas come up. So it's just like really, really brilliant. And what I also like about it is that the, um, the dictation software that they have is better than any other dictation software I've ever used. It like picked up my, my, voice. I don't know how to say it. I don't know how they, how they do it, but you know, it's so accurate is what I'm trying to say. Super, super accurate. That's amazing. I'm literally going to download this today. (laughs) Oh yeah. And you can also like upload video, upload audio into documents that you've created where you may have some of your own text. It's super, super handy links, everything. The whole nine yards. I'll add this. I'll have to add this to the show notes. I feel like a lot of people will love this app and I've never, I feel like there's so many apps that you just never even hear of until someone that you know uses it and you're like, oh my God, I need that app right now. <laughs> I love it. It's also super easy. Oh good. Easy to use. And you can you can install it on your laptop or your desktop and it will sync. Mm-hmm. It's great. Oh, cool. Great. Nice. So in terms, again, I'm gonna, I think emails is a is a good topic, but what would you say are if an e-commerce business is listening, what is the most important email that you think that they need to send to their audience? Whether they have, you know, a list, let's say they're, they're non-customer list. What type of email do you think they really need to be sending to them? Well, I mean, I think the most important email is the welcome email that you send somebody when they first get on your list, however they come on your list, whether they opt in for something, whether they sign up somewhere, uh, like let's say you add them manually, which isn't like necessarily the best practice, but let's say that you do. Um, the welcome email is like the most important. And one of the reasons why is that if people are going to open your emails and read them, 
the best chance of them doing that is when they first receive something from you, right? So usually when people sign up, they're at least in my experience and with the work that I do and the systems that I create for people, they're opting in to receive something of value from my client, like a little audio file or a training or a guide. And so the first email that we send welcoming them into your world is probably the most important one. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Agree. It also has the the highest open rates out of any email. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what I've read. And um, I have pretty high open rates anyway, but because um, I take email so seriously and I'm writing very oftentimes personal impressions and experiences and, and people want to read that, you know? So- People will open emails if they feel like they're getting them from someone they know who cares about them. Yes, yes, I love that. That's such such a good thing. That's just a, I have to write that down too. That's such a great little quote because it really is true. I think sometimes as business owners, we forget that people that are opening our emails are actual people. It's not just like a, a number on a list. Like I have an email list of. 500 or 2000, like those are actually 2000 people that you're sending. And if you're not connect, if you're not building a connection, you're not building some sort of a trust with those people, they're not going to open your emails. And again, for a product-based business, if people aren't opening your emails, you're not going to get sales from your email list. So I do think that's a really great point that people need to remember is that, you know, your emails, especially those first few ones are, they're there to build the like, know and trust. And they have some of the most high open rates. I know the, I believe for email marketing, the welcome email and then the, the email after someone orders are the two most, like the confirmation email are the highest two emails for open rates. So what that, what that means is again, if you, you know, you have a product business, uh, one, you need to make sure you are actually sending a welcome (laughs) email hint, hint. And two, you need to make sure you're you're literally optimizing the crap out of that email and adding so much value. So you make that first great impression for them. And Jennifer, like, what would you say that you think people need to include in the first welcome email? Oh, that's so interesting. Well, um, I mean, you want to welcome them into your world and you want to speak in plain language and you just want to maybe share why your business is important to you why you started your business, why it matters, what you're, you know, a little bit about your purpose, um, something personal about your work. Because I'm assuming that we're talking here about emails that are being sent for business, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that you want to be a little personal because that's how you start a relationship. You want to show them something about yourself. You don't want to just present a shiny logo or a fancy website because people do business with people. Humans do business with humans, not with logos. And so I think, I mean, that's what I always do in my welcome sequence. I congratulate them. I, for, for doing the thing they've done, I, I acknowledge them, um, for the step that they've taken, especially if they're trying to get some kind of information or educate themselves, and then I, I welcome them into my world. I share with them why this matters to me and how I hope that it will help them. And I invite them to, to reply and tell me what they think. 
Mm-hmm. And they do. Yep. I love that. It's And it is true. Like, it's one of those things, too, where we, we learn that that call to actions are super important. But most times, people don't ever add them to email when you sh- – like – you absolutely should be adding those to a lot of your emails, even for a product business, you know, tell me what products you want to see. Like, you know, tell me yes. about you. Like, how did you hear about us? What, what, yes. what product are you excited to try? Like, you know, if you're a pet business, what's your dog's name? What's your cat's name? Yeah. Like, what kind of animal do you have? Like, it can literally be anything. But when you constantly ask your audience to respond to you and to share something, it starts that conversation. And again, you go from having... You know, it, it. so I do consider email marketing like a one-on-one conversation because it can be. Like you are sending an email to someone's inbox, which I do think is a sacred little place. And a lot of people do not just give their email out for anything. And the second it goes beyond an email, it, start, it turns into a conversation. And then, you know, that's the easiest way to get sales for your business is when, again, the company or not the, the company, the customer or the, the lead um you know, like most businesses don't invite you to respond back to them. And so again, when you do, you make that small touch, you really do go from a business to more of a brand and more of a person, you know, and you turn into more of like an actual face behind a a small business. And I think the easiest way to get someone to buy from you is when they view you as like a friend or, you know, someone that they like, at least, you know, they have to like you to buy from you. Exactly. And how are they going to like you if they have no idea who you are as a person? Yeah, I agree. And like a lot of times that when I work with any of my one-on-one clients who are, you know, trying to grow their e-commerce or their subscription business, and I always go through their content and I go through their emails. Like I look through, I look through their workflows, like all the welcome automation emails. And I look through their Instagram and their, in their social media. And, you know, I would say, Almost 10 out of 10 times, the the business does not, they do not include themselves in anything, like not even their website. You know, the, the website about us page is, is one of the most clicked pages. And that just shows that people are curious who the person is behind this brand. And I do think, you know, when you really start humanizing your emails, your, you humanize your website, you, you know, you add your face, you add yourself on video on Instagram, people really resonate with that. And again, a lot of the clients I work with, the second they start adding pictures of themselves, the second they start talking more about their personal life, and it doesn't have to be, you know, anything crazy. It can just be more of like, you know, the background of the business, why you started, what your inspiration is, like, where do you pack your boxes? you know, what, what did you do before your business? Like people actually are very nosy and people want to know, people really want to know all those like background details. Because again, when we're thinking of, of a a customer shopping, you know, why would you go to a random website versus Amazon? Like Amazon's convenient. Amazon's quick. Amazon has most things that you need. You go to the other business because, you know, you like their, you like the person, you think their business is really cool and you want to support a small business. So I um sorry, I'm rambling, but I, I'm with you on the like you have to really show the person behind the business. I think it makes such a huge difference. Absolutely. Like I agree with everything you just said. And how you do that is is the key, right? And there's so many ways to do that because that's where a lot of people get stuck. 
Yeah. Like they don't know how do I, how do I bring more personality to my brand? What kinds of ideas do I need to come up with in order to create content for my emails? What, what's appropriate to share? You know, these are the, these are the issues that we, um, that we struggle with. I think that, um, the transmission, and I know I'm going to start sounding like a little bit woo, but the energetic transmission behind the content you create as you're creating it is felt by the recipient. And so it's really important when you're creating the content to be in the right headspace and to be really aligned with what you're writing in an emotional and psychological Mm -hmm. state, not just on brand, but with yourself. Because yeah. people are going to feel that and that's going to leave an impression. Last night, I shared a post about my work on Instagram. It's a little snarky. And I wrote it that way on purpose, on purpose, you know? Yeah. But there, there are moments when that's appropriate. And then there are moments when it's not. So the email that I dictated this morning that I'm working on that I hope to send to my list later today has a totally different tone to it. It's more like what people would expect to hear from me. And, um, you know, it's okay. I think it's good to switch it up sometimes so people don't get bored. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I think you do need to have different types of emails. And I think too, like one of the biggest things, again, when I am either working with a client or I'm like looking at a client's work to give them some feedback on how they can improve their strategy is the, um, the types of like, and I definitely want to talk to you about content and how to create content, especially for email marketing. I love all things creating content for like blogging and things like that. I love um, anything organic growth, but for emails in particular, um, people, people don't know what to send to their audience. Like people have no idea. This is probably one of the top five questions that I get when I am chatting with a new client is, you know, number one, they have no idea how to use email marketing, which again, like there's no shame. When I first started my product business, I wasn't some email marketing whiz. So I had to learn. Um, So there's never shame. Um, You know, we're all here to learn from each other. But, you know, people just don't really know what to send their audience. And so I guess I love to talk a little bit about how, like, how do you, what's your best feedback on creating content for emails? Like, how do you come up with a strategy what types of emails do you think people should be sending? Like how personal should people get? Sorry, I just asked you like four different questions. <laughs> Feel free to talk about anything. Well, I'll do my best to answer them without rambling too much. Um, of course, we can go like way deeper into this, but, um, and this is what I teach in my course, what the F do I say? I teach people in that course um, what the the types of content are, what are themes and topics that they can come up with that they could share potentially, and then how best to structure that for maximum impact, because you are making an impact. So if you're going to be intentional, then you probably want to get like a result. It's the relationship, the building of the relationship and the no like, and trust as you, as you put it, but it's also a sale, right? So there are ways to, um, structure the emails and, to present your ideas in a way that's going to get a a reader to follow along with you and become an actual paying customer or to buy again from you. There, especially in email, there's all these ways that you can get repeat sales. And I mean, my goodness, like in the e-commerce business, which is what I study the most because I'm just so incredibly fascinated by it. There's, um, 
uh, cart abandonment sequences, like where people like they put the item in the cart, but then they don't complete the sale. There are ways to communicate with those people to try to get them to buy. Then there's ways to get people who've bought, sell them something else, right? Or maybe they visited their website, your website, but they didn't actually put anything in the cart. You can email people and follow up just with that, right? So um, in any event, the types of uh, like what you say, um, like there's, there's some basic formats that you can, that, and that you can follow in order to come up with ideas for content. Like for example, you can tell an inspirational story. You can share a story about struggle and triumph, like how you faced a struggle in the past and how you made a certain discovery, which led to the creation of your product and, um, and why you create this product or why you do what you do and what it means to you. For example, right. Mm-hmm. You can show them, like you were saying earlier, I heard you say behind the scenes content. You can share with them something about a process or how you made something or how you discovered something. These are just like one of a bazillion different types of ideas. And then my favorite thing to do is to tell like a story, like a really short story about something that happened to you that day or yesterday or something that happened last night or a conversation that you overheard, like a little micro moment. Micro moments can become massive messages for your business. You can turn them into, segue them, relate them somehow to the product or the service that you deliver. And they can be so incredibly powerful because the details, the mundane details are what everybody can relate to. Mm -hmm. So I like to focus on those kinds of stories and share these kinds of factual details. There's this saying, God is in the details. Like I really do believe that like the devil or God, who, however you want to say that is in the details. And there's something about sharing details and micro moments and little experiences and thoughts you've had that just will make the emails so incredibly personal and relatable that people will just feel connected to you and they'll start to think of you first when they need the product or the service that you offer. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I like how you're, you know, definitely referencing like storytelling and how, how important that is. Storytelling is something that, you know, is something that I think, what's the book? Um, building a story brand. I think that oh, is, Miller, yes, yes. <laughs> of course you would know that. Um, I think that's such, that's a book that everyone needs to read. Um, especially again, if you have an e-commerce business, because you know, there's, there's so much that you can portray with your product images and product descriptions, but that's the thing when you incorporate storytelling, you know, you're not selling a product, you're selling an experience or you're, you know, you're selling a transformation on what the product does for you, how it helps your life, like how it makes someone feel. And so I do think storytelling can literally kind of make or break a product-based business. So I do think it's something that, you know, people do need to be incorporating more into their emails. And, you know, even if it's like an email, you you launch a new product and, you know, you, you want to talk about what the, not just what the product does, um, what's the expression stories, sell facts, tell. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> um, but it's so true. Like you have to, you have to talk about the product and like how it will make you feel like how it will help your life and not just, you know, stating facts about the product, like no one cares what your product weighs or what color, well, color, maybe if it's like a, 
scrunchy or something. But you know what I mean? Like, I think storytelling is something that could be is such an important part of crafting emails. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, if people want to get on my list and follow me, they can see how I incorporate story into my emails. Cause I tell stories more in my emails than on any other medium in which I communicate okay. with people publicly. Yeah. But, um, definitely for products too. Absolutely. Like, let's say, okay. So, you know, I have this little fantasy of selling a product for dogs, like little okay. soft dog blanket blankets, okay. right. Which I'm not going to do because I'm like busy enough, but one day I want to do that. Actually, I have like three or four like pet projects I'd love to launch. Aww. So, I mean, you could like, let's say you were going to, you were going to create like a dog bed business. You could tell stories about the dogs who use those beds. You know, you could get them from your customers and feature those dogs in your emails and dogs have stories too. In fact, I was reading um, a short story the other night when I should have been sleeping by this woman called Pam Houston. And I, I, it's, I think the name of her book is a little more about me. And she was sharing stories about the dogs in Park City, Utah, in this book. Oh. And the personalities that they have and the ones that are, that have spent the most time in the dog catcher jail and how one of them jumps on the back of the other dog in order to make it into the dumpster and, you know, how so-and-so hangs out in the back of the ski shop in order to escape detection from the dog catcher and how like so many of these dogs, like they don't have permanent homes, but the residents of park city love the dog so much that they will like get, they'll circulate petitions to get them out of Dog I was like, this is like the most incredible story because all these dogs had such personalities in the story. I mean, a piece of advice that I would give to anyone who's listening is if you want to learn how to tell stories, read them. And a great way to read them is um, uh, essays like and short form stories are a really excellent source of inspiration for how to tell a compelling story. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah. Think about that. Like it's, you want to be, um, pay attention to dialogue, personality. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you see? What are you hear? What are you thinking in response to that? I mean, like, let's really break it down like moment by moment. Yeah. I love that. I love the number one. I love that you want to start a dog business. Cause that is, that's like my past life with my subscription box business and, I do have something in the works coming out. It's not a product business, but it's something else, which I'll be probably sharing soon. But I think that's amazing and you should do it. And I can help you if you have any questions. And two, I think the short story example is amazing. And I do think you're spot on with not only that story about the Park City, but also just, you know, talking about if you created a dog bed business, like what, how you could describe the, the product in a storytelling way that kind of would relate and connect to your customers. Cause again, it's not about the actual bed. It's, you know, either how does the bed make the dog feel? How does it make you feel to buy your dog? Like this really cool bed that you know is high quality and like comfortable for your dog and you know, all the things. So I love, I love all that. Oh my God. Like I could just like have so much fun with this project. <laughs> we will be having that fun very soon. Carrie, I have a feeling. <laughs> yes. You have to do it. I think because I can't get it off of my mind. Yeah. Oh, well, that's when you yeah. know you have to run with it. You know, yeah. I think when you have an idea that you, it just gets stuck in your head. And I will say just from personal experience, the pet industry is absolutely booming and there really has never been a better time to create a very high end product. 
product for a dog because there is such a market for it. And so I can just picture a product like super high quality and just amazing. Oh, yeah. And cute and cuddly <laughs> and soft. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure Pie, my dog Pie, would have a lot to say about this blanket. Oh, my dog Kennedy would would love that. My do- I have two dogs. Um, Asha is my black lab. She does not like blankets or dog beds. Uh, my other dog loves everything cozy. He literally will jump up on our bed and put his head on the pillow. Like he thinks he's a person. It's ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, so here's an idea. Like if you had a dog product business, you could ask your customers to tell you a story about their dog and submit a picture and ask if they'd like to be featured in a newsletter. And then that can become content for an email. Yep. I love that. And that's honestly, like that could be related to any product-based business. You know, if you sell things for adults or children or animals and, um, you know, or like gifts for friends, I think that's such a good example. And I do think when you can start showing customer stories, again, not only are you storytelling about your product, but you're also showing that you have customers, you know, like yeah. here, I actually have customers and my customers love my product. So AKA you should love my product too. So I think yeah. it produces FOMO, but it's also just social proof. And um, I think that's a really good idea. I actually used to do that for my, my business too. I would get my customers to um, submit photos of their dog in the prot and like my subscription box. And then I would ask them to just, just give me like some kind of a story. Like, you know, how do they, like, what, what was their favorite product? Like, how do they, like, what do they do when you open it? Like, cause some dogs are really different. Like some dogs get excited. Some dogs just kind of don't care. And, um, I do remember that when I sent those types of emails, my email list definitely opened that a lot. So I think it just, it's just a form of connection. So, and it, they, and I also think too, like those types of emails feel very authentic. Like they are real emails. They're not some like salesy promotion trying to get you to buy my product. Like they're, it's just a real email about a real customer. And I think people really like that stuff. Oh my God. There's this guy on TikTok and on Instagram. I think his account is called George the monkey and he has a monkey. He has one room in his house devoted just to this monkey and people will send uh, in like boxes using Amazon, their products for George to open and play with. And that's what I would say 90% of the videos are George playing with the presents that people send him. And so the owner will walk into the room and say, George, we have a present today. You want to open it? And then George goes crazy and opens up the box and the packaging. And it's hilarious. And I can watch it for hours. I love it. I'll have to check him out. That's so funny. funny. I will send you the link to this account. It's so good. And I mean, this guy's got a business basically having people send stuff for George the monkey to open. I think you could put your videos in your emails. There's ways to do that. I do that all the time. That's another way to make people really want to see your emails. I think it can be overused, but it's a really great idea. You can create a GIF of yourself even, or of your pet, or of of just about anything, and you can include that in your email. It's like really great for open rates. You can also, there's some programs out there that also allow you to send personalized video messages in the body of your email, personalized. 
seen that. Do you know what app that is or what platform? Yeah. It's Bomb Bomb. And then there's another one that I just um, started playing with called, I think it's called Bonjoro. But Bomb Bomb is like the, you know, the Rolls Royce of that kind of a service. It's expensive, it's pricey, but it's so good. Yeah, I have seen that. I've I get emails sometimes and it's like, I have a I have a personalized video for you. And I actually don't always open them just because I'm actually really bad with opening emails. But I do think the concept is absolutely genius. Genius. Because yeah. when someone thinks that something is just for them and not some spam, they will open it. Oh, yeah. And the thing that's fun about Bomb Bomb is it will tell you, it will notify you every time somebody clicks on it and reads it. I mean, and watches it. It's hilarious. I love it. Oh, that's so cool. I have to check that out. I like that. Yeah. What's your, um, I know there's so many email marketing platforms and, you know, depending on if you're a blogger or you have like an e-commerce business or a service business, I think different providers are catered to different, you know, niches. What's your favorite um, platform for emails? Okay. It's active campaign. That's the one that I'm using now. And I've been using it for a while. I started with MailChimp and then I just needed something that was easier for me to operate. Believe it or not, I struggled with the MailChimp platform. I'm sorry that I left it because it was free up to 5,000 people or subscribers, but um, I use active campaign now and I have for a while and I'm just, I love it. That's going to, I'm going to actually switch my, my business to active campaign this year at some point. It's just one of those things where I keep putting it off, but yeah, I'm going to as well. I've heard amazing things about Active Campaign. It's really good. I mean, it's I'm I'm really happy. I have no complaints about the service. It's super easy for me to operate and understand and mm-hmm. yeah. I used so when I launched my um subscription box business back in 2016, I used Mailchimp and while I didn't love it, it it like worked. And I always tell like clients I work with or students, you know, do what's easy for you when you first launch. There's such, there's a learning curve. You're doing so many different things and MailChimp gets the job done, right? It's not the best. It's also not the worst. I have seen worse than MailChimp if that's possible, (laughs) but um, it gets job done. But my favorite email mark, um, my favorite email marketing for e-commerce is Clavio, like hands down by far. I am obsessed with it. Have you ever used it? No, I haven't even heard of it. Oh, it's amazing. Clavio. Um, it is built just for e-commerce. And so the data and analytics, like I'm an analytics geek. I like give me your Google Analytics or analytics to anything, and I'll just be really happy to dive into all of it. But um the data and analytics that it gives you is so insane. It's a it's incredible. So you can do a lot for an e-commerce business with it, which is why I really like it. Um like MailChimp, you can't really like it just doesn't give you anything. <laughs> so um right. but I've used like I've used platforms like OmniSend before, which I really like. And um what else have I used? I've used a few others, but Clavio is is my favorite by far. So I love it. It's just so good. You can just send really cool emails. I I would say they're not the prettiest formatting. So um I think depending on like the industry, maybe it's not the best one. Because I do think if you're in a specific industry, like, and you have to have really beautiful emails, Clavios are kind of like, not that great. I mean, they're nice, they're fine. But it's not like Flowdesk, where you can create these like little masterpieces. And that's the Flowdesk is what I use for my business now. And I do like it, but it's definitely not a good platform for e-commerce. I've heard about Flowdesk and people love it. And for my service professional clients, I teach them to send text only 
emails, maybe throw in a GIF or a little video or a picture of themselves or something, but usually not with a branded logo at the top, not a heavily art designed or directed email because you want to build the intimacy of people feeling like they're getting a personal email from someone they know. Yeah. But but that's a little different. Maybe sometimes in a product-based business, you send the fancier, more designed type of emails that you were just describing and other times you don't. I don't know. Yeah. I always, I used to use lots of graphics and photos and, and I know there's all sorts of crazy email marketing rules, like don't use photos, but I always, I never had an issue with open rates and like get emails getting delivered and things like that. But like for me, a lot of the businesses that I had or worked with, they're all like, you know, a lot of pet related ones. And, you know, for you to buy like a pet related product, for example, you're going to get, you're going to want to buy it more if you see a picture of a dog with a toy or like a dog wearing a bandana that you're trying to sell. So for me and like the business that I had and a lot of the clients I work with that are in the pet industry, you know, those types of images really like build that instant, um, I want, and I need that product right now. Um, so I think it, it probably definitely depends on the industry and niche, but I do think like including images for a product business is, really helpful just because you want to showcase and like, again, telling a story about your product and a visual like lifestyle photo is the easiest way to do that. So your product being used in real life by your ideal customer, you know, or a dog (laughs) makes total sense. (laughs) Everyone likes dogs. So yeah, yeah. I love it. And then, you know, just to, just to end, like not, not wrap things up, but what would you say your, what are your like, what are the best e-commerce secrets you would say for, you know, either growing an email list or email marketing? I know that you've worked with a lot of really big people, which I'm jealous about. Um, what are some of like a few things that you learned that are just absolute gems and things that product-based businesses need to know? Wow. Well, if you're going to tell a story or share something a little bit more personal or not just like send a coupon, like buy now or buy one, get one free, et cetera, right? That we see so many times, which have no personality or no story in them. Um, Then you want to use the PS. The PS is a really like great place to drop your offer. Like you do want to include a call to action in every email. And the PS is the perfect place to put it, especially if you're going to start sharing more story-rich content in the body of the email. Hmm, I like that. So that's kind of like two ideas collapsed together, which is one, still more sell or excuse me, include more story-rich content in the body of the email. And number two, put your call to action in the PS. I love that. That's a good idea. The other other day day, I sent an email email to my list list and I said, said, here's some thoughts about about da 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 da. da, And by the way, I have a special special thank you gift in the PS. That was in my my subject subject line. I had had so many many people people read all the way, or at least skim all the way to the PS and then write me saying that they wanted the thing that I was offering in the PS. I got one again this morning. I sent that email 10 days ago. Can you believe it? Oh, that's amazing. It's amazing. And I was just like, oh, can I please have it? Is it too late? I'm like, of course you can have it. (laughs) That's such a good idea. Did you give them like a freebie or something? Or was it just like a, you know, just a call to action at the end? I created an email workshop, which was sort of like a challenge, which I delivered over five days in November, the end of November, early December. 
of 2020. And then over the holidays, I turned it into a course. And I said to anybody on my list that had registered, I mean, not registered, excuse me, that had not registered to participate in the challenge. I said, as a thank you gift to them for being on my list, if they wanted to receive the course for free, my gift to them would be the course. So they had to reply to the email and ask me to send them the login instructions. Wow. That's, that's very nice. Yeah, it was very nice. Now I'm going to be selling it, but my plan and my strategy is for the people who said I want it and that I send it to, which is many, 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 many people, I'm going to ask them for some testimonials. Oh, nice. That's really yeah. Good. I love that. That's such a good idea. I might. It's fun. I mean, you know, we can be so creative. Mm-hmm. We're only limited by our imagination. <laughs> I love it. It's so true. Yeah. But that's why I don't sleep very much because my head is always spinning with ideas. Oh my gosh. I hear you. I wake up all like, you know, pretty often really early and I just wake up and my brain is like buzzing with things I want to do, things I'm excited about. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's the morning time for my brain is when it's just in crazy idea mode. And I can literally list off like so many new things every single day that I, that I'm like, okay, I have to add this to my list for like next month or next quarter, or I don't know, something. So I hear you. It's sometimes too many ideas. And, um, I think like multi-passionate people like us just get, um, lots of ideas and very inspired probably quickly. And that can also feel overwhelming. Uh Uh-huh. And drive our teachers crazy. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Well, this is amazing, Jennifer. Thank you so much. Um, So for everyone listening, I want for Jennifer to share where you can find her and any freebies or courses or workshops or anything they want to share or talk about briefly. Just go for it here. Awesome. Thank you. Well, yes, I have a workshop coming up on January 16, 2021 that I'm putting on with my friend Sagan Morrow, who is an author and a productivity uh, business expert. So she works with people to make them help them be more productive in managing their time so that they can get more done. And what we're doing is um, we're doing a a workshop where I'm going to be teaching like the creativity piece, how to come up with ideas for your content, for your marketing, or how to come up with business ideas, whatever it is you want to create. I'm going to give you all kinds of techniques to hack your flow state so that you can get into that zone where you're coming up with ideas like super easily. And then Sagan is going to teach you how to come up with a plan once you have those ideas for actually getting things done. So that's coming up January 16th. I don't know if this podcast episode will be, um, available before that. I sort of doubt it. It's sort of a short time frame. but if anybody, um, sends me like an email, of course, or (laughs) reaches me on Instagram, I can give you my coordinates and then we will be offering this again, or possibly selling the course as a digital product, the workshop as a digital product in the form of a course. So there's that. And, um, and then let's see, I have so much that I have created. I have a guide that I wrote called the mini, but mighty lead gen machine, how I generated $75,000 from a few iPhone videos and a $300 ad spend in 2019. Um, if anybody wants to receive a copy of that, that's just like my overall strategy for how I play the internet game in order to grow my businesses. Um, that's like a good one. 
And I have other goodies too. People just want to get on my list and they can do that by just um, emailing me at jennifer at romehowl.com and romehowl is spelled R-O-A-M-H-O-W-L.com or they can follow me on Instagram at I am Jennifer B. Gardner. And yeah, that's basically what we can do right now. Yay. Well, thank you, Jennifer. This was amazing. I feel like we went through so many juicy things and I love email marketing and I'm glad that you also love it too. And it's good to teach people on all these important things that they can do to, you know, work on their email list, but really help generate sales and build relationships with your customers via email, which is also an important thing that we didn't touch upon too much, but maybe we can do that next time. Yeah. I mean, it's all about the relationship. It's all about the relationship. And email is just like one very important tool in the toolbox. Yeah, I agree. It's amazing. All right. Well, thank you, Jennifer. Um, This is amazing. Thank you for having me on. I so appreciate it. Yeah, of course. And I can't wait to have you back another time. So if you want to learn more about email marketing and how it can drive massive sales for your business, then you have to join my marketing accelerator group coaching program. This is a 12 week group program that teaches you how to implement three key areas of marketing into your product business that will help skyrocket your customers in sales. And guess what? One of the platforms in this program is email marketing and list building. Yes. So if you feel like you need some help in that area, then apply to my program. We launch soon and you can get more details on the link in the show notes. All right, guys, see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple podcast and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.